Hello, my name is Carol Romeo, and I am an experienced marriage and family therapist, as well as a practiced spiritual counselor and author. I am here to share with you my journey leading me into the healing heart of God. It has been an amazing journey and am so excited to share it with many of you who have had past or present similar experiences as me. You will see in my books the many different ways God has reached into my heart and brought healing from the depth of His heart. Today I will be talking to you about my book, Be a Powerful Woman of God, A Testament of His Goodness. There are many reasons why I found writing this book so exciting to me. Along with the conception of the book, the Lord directed me to include the testimonies of many women who had gone through personal trials, sharing their stories of how God had met comforted, and or healed them and their families. As my creative process began to take form, I was surprised by how encouraged and uplifted I felt. I have always known how giving our testimony can bring hope, but these stories created a deeper impact to my soul than I had expected. As I continued to compile the testimonies together, I grew more and more excited to share this writing with each one of you. The collected view of God's individual interventions for each woman went far beyond what I could have imagined. That is why I am glad that the Lord had me structure the book the way that he did. Originally, it sounded like a cumbersome task, but it turned out to be a blessing to me personally. That is my prayer for each of you as well. Through my writing, I was also reminded that we indeed need one another. God never intended for us to stand alone, especially during times of trial. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And that's from James 5.16. Nevertheless, at times it takes courage to open those dark places to someone else. Shame or guilt may encourage us to keep those places to ourselves. Although in doing so, we may miss an opportunity for God's comfort, love, or healing to come to us through another one of God's children. Humility is the key which will open the door to one another and to God. It is not our strength which brings the power of God, It is the humble yielding of our heart. If our goal is to be a powerful woman of God, it begins with being open and honest before Him. If we believe the starting point is our confidence and our superiority, that stance is incorrect. 
the more that we can recognize our neediness, the more our hearts will be available for God's power. In the world, we often hear the opposite. We hear things like, be confident, trust in your own thought processes. God's plan is in direct opposition to the world and to our flesh. God encourages us to act out of our true self, not relying on the masks and self-aggrandizing we practiced for so many years. The shift may feel fearful at first, but with practice, it can feel satisfying and rewarding. I have also included in this book examples of many biblical women who experienced similar traits and trials and were able to discover the joys that came with calling to God in their strife. Through both these examples, the biblical woman, as well as the personal testimonies, their struggles are very plain. But when yielded to God, they were unburdened of the weight that they were carrying. We can also and often feel alone in the midst of an earthly trial. I believe it can feel very encouraging to hear others' struggles and the various ways that the Lord bent low to deliver them. What is so interesting is the many ways that the Lord has to accomplish his goal. He does not lack in any good thing he has for us. Let me say that again. He does not lack in any good thing he has for us. He is not limited in the healing and delivering gifts he has for us. Furthermore, he is not limited by our seeming blindness to his ways. All he asks of us is that we come to him. Through the examples in this book, I also hope you will realize that the character trait, be a powerful woman of God, is not just an honor that is given by God to those women who have powerful positions in the world. We often adopt that misperception. If only I was a well-known pastor, teacher, writer, actor, singer, etc., then I would be worthy of the title, Powerful Woman of God. Who am I that God would bless me with those gifts? I purposely chose to feature what we might consider ordinary women to exhibit them as instruments of God's blessings to others. It is so easy in this world where the few are elevated to get caught in that mentality. The drive for perfection can also lead us to disqualify ourselves and keep us from embracing what God has already destined us to become. From these pages, you will hear the voice of the Father speaking through women just like you and me. I also included biblical examples of women you may have overlooked. One biblical story that was that of Esther. Esther had humble beginnings. She was an orphan Jewish woman who was carried into captivity 
to Persia when Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem. Esther began as a nobody, but when God moved her into a position to speak for him as queen, she was faithful to perform the task that resulted in freedom for her people. If Esther had not been crowned queen, we may have never known her name. Nevertheless, God used her for his greater plan to bring freedom to the Jews. Her greatest accomplishment was the prayers she prayed for her people and her petitions summoning them to join her in the prayers and fasting that brought freedom to them. Another biblical woman I outlined in the book was Mary, the mother of Jesus. I couldn't forget about her example because she was pictured in the Bible as a very young woman who was mainly unheard of by her community. However, God saw her and sent an angel to her. She was amazed by the visitation and what the angel proclaimed to her, saying, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And that's from Luke. Mary had so many reasons to dismiss the word that she was bare Jesus, the Savior sent from God. She had some questions for the angel regarding the obvious fact that she had not been with a man, although she trusted in her young faith and not in her doubts. This led to her response to the angel. Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And that's found in Luke 1, 3, 8. Mary is a clear example that our candidacy for being a powerful woman of God is not our age, wisdom, or position in life. It is birthed from our humble trust in God's power and his ability to perform that power through us. There are circumstances in our lives that can lead us to misinterpret importance to God and if we can be used by him at all. One of those occurrences for me is when I hear a directive from God to wait. When God speaks that directive, we can tend to think that God has pushed a pause button on the relationship. We can misinterpret his directive or his silence to mean, you are not good enough. You have to learn something else before I can use you. God is displeased with me or angry with me. Shame is another misinterpreted self-assessment. Shame usually brings with it messages like, I am bad and unworthy of God's appointment, or my sinful act left scars that prove I am unusable to God. Shame messages that we tell ourselves or hear from others can be difficult to resist, but with God's grace, we can overcome them. 
The next biblical woman I will describe accomplished just that. She had a physical ailment that could have kept her hidden from God in shame and hidden from the destiny that he had for her. The Bible does not tell us her name, but she is defined as a woman with an issue of blood. Her culture labeled all women suffering from this illness to remain restricted from the public. She did not allow her shame to keep her from the healing she knew Jesus had for her. She moved in faith through the crowd where Jesus was preaching and healing as she told herself, if I can at least touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. She trusted Jesus' goodness enough to dare to get close to him. And when she touched him, she was instantly healed. Jesus knew that someone touched him, and he looked around to see who it was. The woman then made her way through the crowd and falling at the feet of Jesus confessed that it was her. Jesus then openly affirmed her action and said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. That's Mark 5, 3, 4. My prayers as of late have been focused on bringing the kingdom of heaven to this earth. That was God's directive to us, and I believe that is the action that assigns us with the title, Powerful Woman of God. Jesus prayed this prayer to the Father. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's from Matthew 6, 9, and 10. This prayer not only should be our prayer, but also become our motivation to fulfill the passion of Jesus to see his heavenly kingdom activated on earth. Since this is Jesus' prayer and passion, he will also grant us the power to see that prayer demonstrated through us as we yield our lives to him. Yes, that's an important thing to remember that he does grant us the power as we yield our lives to him. Please do not allow shame or any other false messages block you from the plans and purposes God has for your life. Trust in the truth of God's word, which reminds you that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And that's from 1 Peter 2, 9. One of the ways you can give the gift of mercy to someone else is through your testimony. As you share your testimony with someone else, there are several things that happen. Your listener can gain encouragement, hope, comfort, strength, 
and the love of God. Simultaneously, you can be strengthened by your own words. What you are imparting to someone else, the Spirit is also imparting to you. Another thing that is happening is that the Lord is being glorified and praised as you proclaim the working of God's Spirit. Possessing the keys of the kingdom that have been freely given to us through Jesus Christ and making use of them brings us and those we minister to into the fullness of kingdom living. Therefore, we are aided by the Holy Spirit to bring the heavenly kingdom to earth. It is so rewarding to watch others enter fully into their identity in Christ as they come to realize exactly who they belong to and how the Lord, through his inheritance, imparts to them his kingdom living. When you examine your identity, do you recognize that you are found in Christ? There are circumstances, especially the trials, that can lead you to believe that you are not seen by God. In my book, the chapter entitled God Sees Me contains several contributors elaborating on their experiences where they were transformed by God from feeling unseen to being seen by him. This chapter also includes the story of the biblical woman, Hagar. Hagar also measured her self-worth through the reality that she was Sarah's Egyptian handmaiden when Sarah and Abraham were living in Egypt. Sarah believed in the promise that she would be the mother of nations. But when she could not conceive, she gave Hagar to her husband, Abraham, to conceive of the promised child. Hagar gave birth to a male child. However, many years later, Sarah birthed a male child, who then became appointed by God to be the heir of promise. There was a conflict between Hagar and Sarah, culminating with Sarah sending Hagar into the wilderness. Hagar left with her son into the wilderness, and when their water was gone, she placed her son under a shrub to die and wept. She felt lost and forgotten by God. Nevertheless, an angel spoke to her from heaven that God was making a place for her son Ishmael as well. Through him came the tribe of Ishmaelites in northern Arabia. Hagar was so grateful that God saw her and made a place for her and her son. Genesis 16:13 tells us, Hereafter Hagar referred to the Lord who had spoken to her as the God who sees me. This book is full of the evidence of the powerful workings of God through the testimonies of 30 women and the additional biblical examples. You can gain an expansive view of the workings of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is not just a singular gift. The impartation that comes from God through the Holy Spirit 
is an ever-flowing gift. The Holy Spirit gives us exactly what we need for ourselves and for those we're ministering to or speaking with, praying for others. The gift that each one is in need of, God will manifest through us. The scripture tells us there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. The manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And that's from 1 Corinthians 12, starting at verse 4. It never stops amazing me that as we offer our lives to Jesus, he not only renews and cleanses our soul, but he also grants us the power to aid others on their healing journey with him. When we testify of God's grace and goodness, we are given the power to impart to others the transforming qualities and gifts from the Holy Spirit. I am thankful to the Lord for planting in your hearts the foundations and revelation you need to continue to push forward in the ways of the Lord. Try not to feel frustrated over the wrong turns you might make. Remember, this is a journey. There are sometimes bumps, rocks, even boulders along the path, as is reflected through the testimonies in this book. God and his faithfulness, however, will always bring you back around to the destiny he has for you. What is your story? I encourage you to write it out and share it with someone. And they overcame him, Satan, by the word of their testimony. It shows us the power, the power of our testimony when we speak of Jesus Christ and his delivering power. I hope this book has challenged you, but also encouraged you to take that step and press into God for greater faith, greater fullness of the Spirit, and the multiplied giftings He desires to bless every one of you with. My name is Carol Romeo. Thank you for tuning in today. I enjoyed meeting with you. Look for my future podcasts entitled The Healing Heart of God, as well as my books on my YouTube page, Carol Romeo. And please don't forget to subscribe. May you walk in many blessings.